Welcome to the Essentially M Show. This is your host, Emily Ann Byrne. I am not a self-made millionaire yet, <laughs> an expert in anything, or an overnight success. I'm just a regular girl passionate about real, meaningful, and inspiring conversations around mindset, positivity, and fearlessly chasing your dreams without apology or self-doubt. If you're into this type of conversation too, then you're in the right place, my friend. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Essentially M Show. Resistance, self-sabotage, and procrastination. Why do we do these things to ourselves? That is what today's episode is all about. We're diving into self-sabotage, upper limit problems, which I'll get into in a minute. But before I start, I just want to do a quick disclaimer that this is something I personally feel like I haven't mastered yet and I'm still working on it. So I actually almost stopped myself from recording this episode. And then I gently reminded myself that this podcast isn't about being a master. Um, I say so right in my intro. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm just sharing with you what I learn as I go, and I'm giving myself permission to help other people while still being a work in progress myself. What I am, though, is an excellent conversation starter, and so I love to spark these conversations around mindset and the way the mind works and things that we do to ourselves in our own personal growth journeys and the things we go through. So I just love sharing together as I'm learning things, sharing it with you guys, hearing your input and feedback as well. And that's what this show is all about. So I hereby give myself permission to teach you guys that are listening and be a work in progress at the same time. And in fact, doing these podcasts is actually pushing me to really practice what I preach. So it's been amazing for my own growth and my own journey as well. One more important thing to note too is that Even the most successful people, like they're at the top, you look up to them, you admire them, they seem to have it all together, they still struggle with this topic that I'm about to share with you today. I actually learned more about it reading Marie Forleo, one of my biggest inspirations, reading on her blog about her experience with this, which was actually very similar to mine. And so I'll tell you a little bit about what I read on her blog and my own experience too. But anyways, let's dive right into the con- the content. So self-sabotage. Why do we do this? Here is a quote um, I came across as I began to read the book The War of Art yesterday by Stephen Pressfield. Um, ironically, the book is all about procrastination and self-sabotage, and I've had this book for over a year and haven't started reading it until this week. So anyway, it's all about the struggles that artists um, and entrepreneurs face battling procrastination and resistance and why it happens. So here's an excerpt I found interesting right off the bat from the opening chapter. Let me read it to you. It says, resistance and love. Resistance is directly proportional to love. If you're feeling massive resistance, the good news is it means there's tremendous love there too. If you didn't love the project that is terrifying you, you wouldn't feel anything. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. The more resistance you experience, the more important your unmanifested art slash project slash enterprise is to you. 
and the more gratification you will feel when you finally do it. So again, that's from the book The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Isn't that so cool? I thought that was a cool way to look at it, that if you're resisting something and you're feeling that that strong resistance to it, it means there's love there. It means the project matters to you. So that's kind of inspiring. That brings some hope. That means you're not someone who just doesn't care enough about anything, or it's not that you don't have big enough goals or drive or ambition. It's that you care so much you're terrified to move forward, and that's why you're putting it off. But if you care about something, then that's good news. But if you're still struggling to understand what I'm talking about with self-sabotage and procrastination, let me ask you a couple of questions. How many times have you signed up for a course or paid, hired a personal trainer or committed to doing something that you know will better yourself and that you're excited to do it? It's going to improve your life or your business or your finances, or your health, and ultimately take you to the next level? And then how many times have you not showed up to put the work in? You don't listen to your personal trainer. You don't do the homework for the course that you're paying for, that you are so excited about. You're making excuses. You're doing anything but. How many times have you done that to yourself? We are seeing a ton of this in the online program that I'm doing that I just invested in quite a bit of dollars to do this online program. It's a four-week program with Catherine Zinkina, my favorite mentor right now. It's been worth every penny for me and I'm loving it. But so many girls in our group, we all get put in this private Facebook group and so many girls every day, I feel like somebody's posting in there and saying that they're feeling all this resistance or they haven't gotten past the first module. We're on module four now. We're almost done. A lot of people are saying, me too. I haven't started it or I'm still stuck on week two or I keep coming up with excuses not to do it. And we all paid the same amount of money to get in. And most of us are in the same or similar financial situation. Like this was a big investment for us. And people are just throwing their money away and not putting in the work and not showing up for themselves. And it's this crazy self-sabotage thing that we see over and over and over. So procrastination, I think, is definitely one of the most common forms of self-sabotage. Let me also ask you, how many times has everything been good in your life? Like, OMG good, as Marie Forleo says, and you think, oh, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop or everything's going so well, this is too good to be true. Or you're about to make a huge leap in your income. Or um, you're on the verge of a massive shift for the better and you end up getting sick or picking a fight with your loving partner. Um, how many relationships have you sabotaged or how many times have you caused fights and pain and drama completely for no reason and you don't even understand why you did it because everything was going well so be honest with yourself about this and just take a second to acknowledge times where you might have done this or experienced this like getting sick or something going wrong just when everything was going right so Gay Hendricks, the author of a book called The Big Leap, highly recommend this read. I'm going to reread it again this year to refresh myself. But he describes this basically as the upper limit problem. And here's the basic concept. 
Each of us has an internal thermostat for how much success, wealth, happiness, love, or intimacy we'll let ourselves experience. This is our upper limit setting, he describes it. It's kind of like our success comfort zone. And when we exceed our internal thermostat setting and life gets super, super good, we get an influx of money, um, we find a great relationship, things are going well, we get fit and healthy, we're feeling great, we unconsciously do things to sabotage ourselves so we can drop back down to the old, aka the familiar place, aka our comfort zone. Even if it's crappier there, it's familiar. So upper limit problems or ulps as gay Hendrix likes to call them can manifest like this can look something like this so you've just had a huge win of whatever kind and then suddenly you throw out your back or you pull a muscle you get into a car accident you drop your phone and break it you smash your screen of your brand new iphone you overeat you overspend you blow all your money, you overdrink, you start a fight with your significant other, or you get really sick, etc., etc. You know, all the super duper fun self sabotage stuff. So we unconsciously, we don't usually realize we're doing it, sabotage and get in our own way in order to keep us right where we are, which is familiar. Most of us choose to keep our current discomfort even though it is discomfort and even though, though there might be pain or struggle or mediocrity, rather than trade it in for new discomfort, aka growth and the unfamiliar, even though we know it will result in something amazing or could result in something amazing because it's what's familiar, right? It's pain, but it's our pain. <laughs> we cling to the familiar. We'd rather have the struggle we know which is maybe being broke, maybe it's being sick all the time, maybe it's being overweight, then the struggle we don't know, leaving our comfort zones, becoming wealthy, and potentially having people judge us or potentially having more problems. A lot of people think more money, more problems. You don't know what's going to happen because you've never been there before. It's a different zone. It's not the familiar. So we cling to the familiar or God forbid we get there and everything go too well and everything's great and then we have more to lose. Or we have more than we think we deserve. I think we're all kind of cultured and trained to believe that nobody gets to have it all, right? So how do we stop doing this? I think we need to work on that belief and I think we need to consistently work on our identity and I plan on doing, doing an entire episode on this, on shifting your identity and shaping your identity and how and why it's so important. So that's coming in a future episode, uh, but also, and we have to work on what's our money story and we can choose to change the story with everything, with our health, with relationships, with our self-worth. You can always choose to change the story. You are the narrator of your own life. So that goes for this belief as well that, I can't have it all. It can't all be going well. Yes, it can. And it is safe to do so. So that's one place to start is with that belief. Um, so here are some affirmations, ideas for that. So one of them I wrote out, it is safe for me to feel joy and peace and have 
abundance in every area of my life. I am willing to be happy in every area of my life all at once. I am safe to do so. I am deserving of this. Another one is, I am choosing to create consistent happiness and success in my relationships, health, money, and career, and I can have it all. Or instead of create, you could say allow, because create makes it sound more like you have to hustle, and you don't. Just have to like surrender and trust and have faith. So we need to reprogram our brains to let ourselves know that yes, we can have it all, And we need to adjust our internal thermostats time to time when we up-level, which may come with actual physical symptoms of resistance, which I experienced just last week. Um, We might want to adjust it up again, use a ladder system. So let me use money as an example here. So in terms of money, we also need to turn up our financial thermostat from time to time. So what is your financial comfort zone? Does writing out... I make $10,000 a month as an affirmation. Does that make you want to throw up? Does it just make you feel annoyed because you know it's so far off from what you're currently making? It just feels like you're lying to yourself. And this is why so many people get frustrated with affirmations when there's something so kind of unrealistic, like I am a millionaire. When you've never even seen a million dollars, like you don't even know anybody with a million dollars. It's so far out there. Not to say that means it can't happen, but that might not feel like you're not ready for that to be, whoops, sorry, you're not ready for that to be your financial comfort zone. And so you might want to start with, so maybe your first step is my financial comfort zone is $4,000 a month. If that's still more than you make now, but that's a realistic jump, then that's a good one to, to start with. And then once you make that, you can dial it up, dial it up for there. Once you start actually making the 4000 per month, you can go, okay, wow, I did it. That was great. I up-leveled. This is awesome. I'm on the right path. Now let's see if I can go for 6000 a month and then maybe 10000 and then maybe 12000 and then maybe 15000 And that is an easier way is to use that ladder system. <laughs> What we can also do when we feel ourselves about to self-sabotage is rely heavily on the tools we've come to know, like journaling, listening to a mindful podcast, hey, (laughs) the support of a good friend. Um, If you feel yourself about to start an argument, so the first step is just being mindful, right? Take notice when you're doing this to yourself. If you feel yourself about to start an argument for no reason, stop yourself and think, why am I doing this? And then go journal about it or call a friend um, that's a really good listener and you can talk to about stuff like this. Message me, (laughs) message um, somebody who understands and discuss what's really going on and why you might be doing this and why you feel the need to, you know, go and sabotage your diet or um, um, like throw a relationship away or pick a fight or Just stop and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I actually upset or is there something else going on? Am I afraid of up-leveling here? Is this a symptom of up-leveling? And this totally happened to me. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast with one quick story. This totally happened to me last week. I think our bodies actually react to everything physically, to stress, to change, to fear, And so last week, I actually got a huge, crazy, the worst I've ever had, a stomach flu. 
And it happened just as I had released the first few episodes of my podcast. People were responding really well to it. I started selling more of my journals again that are on Amazon. I started taking steps towards my um, career as a motivational speaker. I started um, looking into that more and joining Toastmasters. And it's just like, holy crap, like things are in motion. Things are going well. Uh, My podcast is starting to take off and it's exciting. And then I get sick and I'm like, what the heck? Like, do I have food poisoning? What's going on? Did I eat something bad? And this flu lasted for five plus days of diarrhea. (laughs) Sorry if that's TMI, but diarrhea. I've never had it more than like 24 hours. So it really freaked me out. I did not know what was going on. I was still trying to work. I was still trying to work and get stuff up on my blog and figure out what I'm going to do for my next podcast and still doing my online course. I was literally on the toilet. I had to take two days off of work, like could not get off of the toilet um, and was still on my phone trying to do my course modules and watch the videos and stuff from my phone. And then finally I realized, okay, your body's wanting you to rest. You have to surrender. And I spent some time just sleeping and just drinking soup and tea and resting. And that was it. And then finally my body was like, okay, you get it. You rested, you surrendered finally. Um, and I finally started to get better. But now I realize, I think that was, and towards the end of being sick, I realized like, okay, I think I'm massively up-leveling here because my mentor, Catherine, had been talking about this in our course as well. And she said that every time before her business took a big launch or a big increase in income, she got sick and she still does. And these things still come up. Like every time she's on the verge of a big, um, yeah, like a big improvement or a positive shift, she physically gets sick or she used to. I'm not sure if she still does, but um, so I totally think that's what happened. And also we were in the middle of module two in our course, which was all about forgiving and letting go of the past and diving deeply into like things that have hurt us or experiences we've had that have affected us and hurt us. And then we went through meditations and things for letting them go. And she was like, some of you might physically, like, physically let them go. And I totally, like, a lot of us did. We all had diarrhea problems (laughs) because, like, physically things, you hold on to things in your body. I 100% believe that. So I had all this stuff flushing out of me emotionally and otherwise, plus being on the brink of this um, exciting time in my business and my podcast, and so I think that's why I was so, so sick for five days, and now that I'm aware of that's what's going, what was going on, it kind of helped me, like I googled it, and it was totally a thing, they call it ascension symptoms, you're sending to the next level, and you're getting ready for all this new light to come in, and so you have like physical symptoms, and you, and it doesn't always happen in the stomach, it can be headaches, it can be dizziness, Um, different girls in our group were experiencing different things like this too. It was crazy. So anyway, now I know just to have more awareness around it and to recognize what it is and that when it is coming up, just to let yourself rest and surrender and let it go. And actually, yes, Catherine does do that now. Now I remember, I think she used to get sick, but now, um, recently on her podcast, she talked about like last time she was 
in the middle of a huge launch for one of her online programs, instead of sitting around like waiting to see how the launch goes and how many people sign up for her course and stressing over it, she needed to practice letting it go. And so she lives in California. She went to Disneyland for the day and just went on rides all day and had a blast and had fun with her fiance and like enjoyed, you know, crappy park food and just had the time of her life. And while she did that, she was making hundreds of thousands of dollars and launch was a huge success because she learned her lesson of just surrendering and just letting go. So I'm going to learn how to do that. I hope you learn how to do that and trust that you are so worthy. You're so deserving of up-leveling, of success, of health, happiness, love, all the things and all at once. And it's okay to have them all going well. You are worth it, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode and let me know your thoughts. Um, I don't think you can really comment depending where you're listening, but take a screenshot and Let me know your thoughts or send me a message and connect with me if you have any questions. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave me a review on iTunes or screenshot this episode and share it on your social media and tag me at EssentiallyM, Essentially E-M-M to let me know your thoughts or send it to a friend who needs to hear this message today and keep the love going. Connect with me on Instagram if we aren't friends on there yet, at EssentiallyM. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the next episode.